Gossip at the Corpse Cart contains graphic and explicit content that may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. To this month's edition of Gossip at the Corpse Cart. Mm, back to Gak. AKA Gak. The best. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is our monthly little spin-off, little spin-off show that we do to cover stories that we can't or probably wouldn't normally cover on a regular episode of Wine mm-hmm. and Crime. That mm-hmm. said, mm-hmm. we are your wine and crime gals. I'm Lucy. I'm Kenyon. I'm Amanda. Amanda yeah. always goes last. Mm. Just know yep. your, know your place. I might go last, but I always come first. <laughs> yeah, I knew she was. <laughs> Anyone who's ever slept with me knows that that's true. <laughs> I am not selfless. A generous lover. <laughs> no. You also fall asleep first. Uh, for better happened. or worse. <laughs> it has happened. That's a, that's hard work. I roll over and, and pass out real quick. <laughs> I am so the stereotypical man in any relationship. It's not even funny. Go well, make me a sandwich. Your friends, you've been watching your friend's baby so much that the baby is calling you dada. Yes, this, this did happen a couple times. <laughs> and it's it's both heartwarming and terrifying. <laughs> It's your husky voice. It is. Daddy's home. (laughs) (laughs) Makes you rethink that daddy's voice, doesn't it? Nah, I'm doubling down. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to teach this baby how to respect her daddy. Okay. Jesus. Okay. (laughs) All right. And that is when I quit a podcast. Special thanks. (laughs) This will be a shorter than usual episode because Kenyon just Four jumped off a cliff. <laughs> yep. Keep going. I Keep no singing. longer have a skin suit because I crawled out of it. <laughs> You're welcome. Cool. She's just a meaty skeleton running away. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I want a gif of that. I'm, I'm sure it exists. I bet. All right. Should we kick it off with some... Zany headlines from Amanda. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. (laughs) My birthday month of September brought us many, many gifts. (laughs) In the form form of headlines. We're going to start with this headline that comes from a lot of people, but to name a few, Ashley Oleg, Emily Fellman, and Jeanette Maslowski. And my inbox was flooded with this headline, so I could not list everybody. But thank you all so much for sending this to me. Um, I felt it was fitting also given my new set of wheels that I got myself for my birthday this this month. So here we go. Trumbull County Sheriff's deputies pull over Amish buggy with stereo system. (laughs) (laughs) deputies said the men riding in it were drinking alcohol and had a 12 pack on top of the buggy (laughs) fuck yes rumspringa yeah this is from my wabasha wabash wabash valley.com i love it (laughs) you're really putting the rum in rumspringa right (laughs) this comes from north bloomfield ohio Ohio deputies said they pulled over an Amish buggy complete with alcohol and a stereo system early Sunday morning in September. 
Uh, just before 1 a.m., Trumbull County Sheriff deputies said they saw two <laughs> Amish men drinking alcohol while riding on the back of a horse and buggy. Is it, can it is be drunk a, driving? I was going to say, is that DUI? Because the horse is driving the buggy and the horse presumably is not impaired. Well, the horse I'm is really, pulling the buggy. They're true. still You're literally still driving, driving it. operating it. But I it's guess, not a but, but it's not a motor vehicle. But you can you can get a DUI on a bike. Yeah, I would imagine they could still get DUIs. But then on- you're still you're still powering the vehicle yourself. I, I Let's don't take know. it to the Supreme Court. I know. <laughs> Ruth Bader Ginsburg, tell us the answer. Uh-huh. Um, the deputies said there was a 12-pack of Michelob Ultra on top of oh, the for buggy. for fuck's sake. Grow up, <laughs> Amish. Of course. Right? Can that even be classified as beer? <laughs> that, was the very, that was the very first beer that I, like, got a buzz on. Ugh. It was, like, oh, a really? bottle of Ultra. Yeah, at Jessica's house. No. Her brother bought it for us. Mine was Guinness, and I was like, what the fuck is wrong with people, and how could anyone possibly finish a whole one of these? I love Guinness. Because it it was like a sandwich. I get it. (laughs) It's actually one of the lightest beers on the market. But it's very (laughs) malty. Uh, They pulled the buggy over on Donnelly and Mahan Parker Roads in North Bloomfield, Ohio. Deputies said the people riding in it ran out into the trees while the horse (laughs) continued down the road. (laughs) (laughs) There were several open bottles of alcohol in the buggy, as well as a radio sound system, deputies said. And yes, there are photos of this tricked out buggy on the blog slash drive. What? (laughs) Rebel badass. The buggy was towed and deputies found someone to take care of the horse until the owner comes forward. (laughs) (laughs) So it's possible that it was stolen. Oh, that the is buggy? tricked the fuck out. I know. This buggy is nicer than my Subaru. It's got a better sound system. Pimp my buggy. Pimp my buggy. It's definitely nicer than your Subaru. A thousand percent. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is that a huge case of Mike's Hard Lemonade? I believe it is. <laughs> it's Twisted Which, Tea. <laughs> oh, I'm fully on. Um, I like Twisted Tea. Nothing like a summer <laughs> afternoon by the lake with a Twisted Tea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So to all of our Amish listeners, are you supposed to be using an iPhone? Um, (laughs) Next headline. This is in animal news this month. And uh, I have this headline from, uh, again, uh, several people. But to name a few, Amantha Atlas, Allie Thaggard, Biana Courier, and Tori Greer. Okay. So thank you so much. Those are names. And here we go. Woman bites camel's testicles after it sits on her. (laughs) (laughs) I saw this and I knew you'd cover it, so I didn't even read the article. (laughs) God bless. Subtitle, woman's dog ran into camel enclosure after man threw dog treats. What's going on here? Is this the same story? Nope. Yeah, all in the same story. <laughs> this is from what a world. Gross Tet, Louisiana, which reads like gross teat. <laughs> so we're going to be calling it gross teat, Louisiana. <laughs> a strange encounter with a camel led an unidentified woman to bite the exotic animal's testicles after it sat on her, according to reports. Oh, my God. Like oh, in here's retaliation? The best part. 
possibly just to like just to like get it like off of her like that's probably what she could reach yeah i mean i guess Ugh. if it's sad on her she's probably right by its cock and balls butt. yeah, yeah. <laughs> casper the camel lives at tiger truck stop in oh. gross teeth louisiana it's like a truck stop petting zoo Ish. and okay. his enclosure is surrounded camel. by fencing and signs that warn visitors to stay out i know that's so mean the woman's husband reportedly threw dog treats inside Casper's enclosure, prompting the dog to run under the fence. Uh, authorities said Casper got spooked by the intrusion, obviously, and started chasing the woman when she went into the enclosure to rescue her dog. Okay, she deserved it then. She deserved everything that came to her. Yeah. That's oh. when the camel sat so on the, the husband. woman. The husband deserves it. They all deserve it. Quote, I bit his testicles to get him off me, she told Iberville Parish Deputy Lewis Hamilton Jr. The couple were cited for criminal trespassing and violation of the leash law. Hell yeah, the strong arm of the leash law coming down on you. <laughs> Tiger truck stop was not cited due to the posted signage and fence enclosure, as well it should be. Leave these animals alone, but also that's Don't like the have worst. them live at a truck stop. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, that's so gross. I can't. Camels should be free to live their lives as sad pack animals in the desert. Exactly. <laughs> With water storage on their poor backs. Mm. Oh, my God. Yeah. So thank you so I much for that. I rode a camel once. Me and too. It's it scary. It didn't want to let me. It was really fun. I really enjoyed it. But my camel didn't want to let me down at the end of the ride because it didn't want to be, like, tied up for the night. Aww. And the way that they, like, tie them up is that they tie one of their legs to yeah. itself. Yeah. So that they are three-legged and they can stand Aww. like that and sleep like that, but they can't walk. Oh, mm. that's gross. It was in Morocco. There was it's a lot sad. going on. But anyway, it, it was, was, it it was, was the 60s. For, it was the 60s. It felt it was like the, the 60s. 60s. Well, yeah. This will this next headline will make you forget any of that ever happened. This bullseye of a headline comes from Megan Koneski, Mallory Taylor, and a handful of others and is a real thrill ride. Mm. From Newsweek. Massive semen explosion after blaze <laughs> hits bull artificial insemination facility. <gasps> Firefighters forced to dodge, quote, projectiles. Oh, 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 my God, I'm really, oh, she's I'm gagging. Really gagging. She's gagging, people. She's gagging, people. Massive semen explosion. Is she throwing oh. up? She's throwing up. So I'm going to keep going. Uh, a huge fire oh, at a cattle wait. breeding facility like in Australia <laughs> has caused okay. thousands of dollars in damage after at least 100 cylinders containing <laughs> bull semen were destroyed. Bull oh, it's semen. not even human semen? Bullseye. Okay. Bullseye. <laughs> Emergency services were called to the blaze in the early hours at Yarram <laughs> Herd Services in Gippsland, Victoria. According to ABC, it took 10 fire crews more than two hours to fully extinguish the fire after it broke out around 3 a.m. Apparently, semen is flammable. Who oh, would have thought? Oh. Also, I mean, how? I don't know. I'm, I'm making that assumption that's not in the article. No. <laughs> A spokesman from the county country fire authority told Daily Mail Australia that the fire had, quote, completely shredded the building. 
Oh, con- <laughs> country fire authority Gippsland commander Chris uh, Los Loskinall said the crew had to be wary of, quote, projectiles coming at them while they tackled the blaze. Quote, the liquid <laughs> inside... for a change? I know, huh? right? Walk into my world. I bet you have protective eyewear. Ah, yeah, I bet you do. Quote, the liquid inside the cylinders was <laughs> rapidly expanding, and essentially the lids of the cryogenic cylinders were just popping off the top, <laughs> and projectiles were being thrown from the building. <laughs> okay, that I feel actually ill. That, I know. That explains it, because I just Googled, is semen flammable? And most of these credible answers say no because there's too much like water content right but if it's a matter of expanding and exploding the vials that's not flammability i know i was that was a joke that i made i'm just i'm just thinking out loud (laughs) explaining for the people (laughs) science Science. so uh, cats and wigs cats and wigs Uh, he said he added that he that he has never had quote anything to do with the artificial insemination side of things before during his career. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Poor guy. I mean, they, this farm it is it's fucking hilarious, but it's also pretty tragic because this is very this is a very lucrative business. Yeah, that's valuable sperm. Yeah, and that's some valuable ass sperm. So uh, it says here that quote the actual cylinders are worth between five hundred and one thousand dollars per unit, um, but the semen inside them varies in price. So not only did they lose the cost of the equipment, yeah, but the variation of the cost of the semen. Uh, Quote, what does it feel like to be a human man and know that your semen is worth is not $9 worth nearly as much. a yeah. mile and a Max. bull's semen is worth <laughs> well, a thousand? Well, no, that was the piece of equipment that's definitely oh, a thousand. But I'm yeah. about to tell you what the, the range of the semen value is. Uh, we're, quote, <laughs> we're coming into the AI season, artificial insemination. So there would have been substantial amounts of semen inside the tanks that we've lost, which was owned by our local farms. And it can range in value from $5 per straw to $95 per straw of semen out of a giant a tank. That's Still a lot ten of times spunk. as much as a human man's. Oh my God. So much more valuable than a human man. I can't even. Hmm. <laughs> So wow. yeah, I really, I really hope that this farm gets everything back that it needs, and you know, mm-hmm. it's. I wish Go them all the best. Some more bulls, and yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah, time to jack off some bulls. I'd be mm-hmm. mostly pissed if I were like the jerk off technician. Be like, oh my mm-hmm. god, all it's of that, so much all work. those so- nights of sore elbows for nothing. Yeah, my arm is killing me. There's gotta be like some kind of. <clears throat> automated system machine it, it's not jerking yeah. off they put yeah from what i have seen not with my own eyes uh-huh. but they have like a sexy lady cow and the bull comes up and like mounts it and then they stick like the contraption between the lady cow and the penis yeah, they like swoop in. It's like a yeah. condom. It's like when a guy mm-hmm. is just fucking your inner thigh and thinks yep. that he's in. Yep. That's yep. Except they can make a lot of money off of that, whereas the rest of us just suffer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I have another penis-related story, and this had me rolling on the ground laughing. So thank you so much for sharing, Allison Kropog. 
I am forever in your debt. Here mm-hmm. we go. Go whole hog. <laughs> Going full hog on this curl pog. <laughs> Man accused of shoplifting reveals bulge was just his 10-inch penis. <laughs> <laughs> A man was accused of shoplifting after staff clocked a suspicious bulge in his jeans, only for it to transpire that his trousers weren't full of stolen goods, just his 10-inch penis. Casual. Wow. Casual. (laughs) Window fitter Steve Whitehurst, 47 years old, was out shopping at Scott's Menswear in Stroke on Tent (laughs) with girlfriend Mandy Shenton. This is in the UK. So that is a name. Stroke on on Trent. Sorry. Stroke stroke on Trent. <laughs> Get it stroke together, you on Trent. With girlfriend Mandy Shenton, 46 years old, and her 18-month-old grandson. Oh, there's an amazing photo of them that I'm uploading to the to the drive. They are incredible. Um when he headed to the till to pay for the 400 pounds of items he'd picked out, the store manager confronted him about the bulge, and he claims he was forced to show security what he was actually packing. <laughs> Steve said, I had very tight jeans on that day, and there was a bulge, yes. But that's not illegal. I can't help the way I'm made. Preach. <laughs> Poor guy. Fucking, oh. I know. That is penile discrimination. I know, he's clearly doing great. He's fucking fine. Yeah. <laughs> he's fucking glorious. This is the best thing that's ever happened to him. <laughs> yeah, this headline is the best thing that has ever happened to him. Bar on, stories, faux right life. <laughs> There's an amazing photo of him holding his hands up and a a, a ruler for scale. What? I'm refreshing obsessively. <laughs> <laughs> He looks so uh, over it. Oh, he it's looks uh, like, he looks like a Russian amazing. grave digger. <laughs> it's oh, so gross. good. He does. Yeah. Well, at least he's packing. Yep. <laughs> Steve said. Oh no, I already said that. Quote: The manager started arguing with me. He said she wouldn't let it go. I just kept telling her that it was my penis. <laughs> Eventually, I dropped my trousers in front of everyone and just stood there in my boxer shorts and said, see, I've got nothing to hide. <laughs> but, that didn't, but that didn't satisfy her. She kept saying, what's that bulge? <laughs> she knew. Steve, she, she was claims, just bored. Right. I know. Which This is harassment. And Steve, wanted to sexually harass a customer. Exactly. Steve, who claims he often has to roll up his manhood, said he had to go into a cubicle with a male security guard to prove what was behind the mysterious mound in his jeans. He continued, quote, I dropped my boxers. He shook his head and ran out and spoke with the manager. I heard her say, please tell me he's got something down there. And the guy said, no. (laughs) Oh, Oh, he's got a lot down there. He's got something. Recalling last Sunday's shopping trip as the craziest experience of my life, he has since made a complaint to the company, as well he fucking should. Oh, Girlfriend now Mandy this guy said, has a big dick and money. Yeah. <laughs> and said, the TV quote, show, was, How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> oh, no. No, that can't be how it ends. <laughs> Oh, my God. uh, The girlfriend, Mandy, said, quote, it was so humiliating. What they did to Steve was disgusting. I totally agree. But and yet they're hamming it up for all these photos. Okay, one that I'm about to drop in the drive is one of him and Mandy where she has a tape measure. Oh, no. That she's holding out again. Like they're really leaning into it. 
So oh, they're having fun, but they have to talk about their trauma so that they right. can get the money. Right. Yeah, exactly. They're living their lives. It's totally, yeah. I would be doing the exact same thing. Oh, I would be too. This is amazing. For sure. Oh my God, Mandy. Oh, they're so trashy. I love them both so much. Yep. So they're I wish. They're like if the Daily Mirror became mm-hmm. a couple. Yes. A thousand percent. <laughs> oh. So I'm wishing them the best. I hope that they get some sort of amazing, you know, minimum 10 inch settlement out of this situation. Oh my God. His bulge is. Roll big. Sizable. It does. It it, Wow. Yep. Okay. If they were leaving a butcher shop, I would assume he was smuggling sausages. Look at him laughing in this one photo and Mandy is dead ass serious. Oh, she is not fucking around with this at all. (laughs) (laughs) And I have a couple palate cleansers before I wrap up. So this is an absolutely adorable police blotter from Longview, Washington that was sent in by Melissa Herzog. And I love getting the police blotter. So please send Mm -hmm. me your police blotters. They're so fun. Uh, This blotter is entitled Squirrel. A Longview resident reported Thursday that she was unable to get out of her vehicle because a squirrel was trying to attack her after she ran over another squirrel. He was getting vengeance. Oh, no. His buddy. (laughs) She was told by police to park at a different place and walk to her Louisiana Street home. No arrests, injuries, or further squirrel fatalities reported. (laughs) He was just being heroic. The squirrel was avenging its friend. Squirrels can get really pissy. I've, yeah. I think I've told the story on the podcast about my grandma and the squirrel. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, she, it's real. Yeah. It's she real. used to feed a squirrel peanut mm-hmm. butter, and then she went away on vacation <laughs> and, for, and like didn't was like pissed. think to like put peanut butter out for the squirrel while she was gone and then they came home and the squirrel launched itself at the window and started like <laughs> mm-hmm. like at my grandmother like really yeah. fucking furiously pissed yeah don't fuck with it yeah i love squirrels and finally i'm gonna round out my segment with this amazing article sent to me by rose williams fitzpatrick and given the current political situation i think we can all benefit from the following information This is from thebelladonnacomedy.com, and these are wine pairings for any impending impeachment scenario. Oh, fuck yes. Yes. Uh, It's it's a long post, so I'm just going to do it in brief. Uh, For Russian collusion, they pair Riesling. A light and aromatic white wine, Riesling has hints of P-tape blackmail, undocumented meetings with Russian (laughs) leaders, and a slight air of millions and millions of dollars from foreign governments. Undoubtedly the perfect wine for a Russian collusion impeachment hearing. Yes. I like it. For obstruction of justice, Shiraz. (laughs) The most likely possibility right now, the obstruction of justice route, needs a tall, dark, and handsome wine like Shiraz. The flavor of Comey's saucy memo is apparent in every sip, making each one more delicious than the last. Almost black in color, there will be an extra irony in enjoying this wine, given how much Trump hates black people. (laughs) (laughs) And doesn't drink, allegedly. Correct. Sharing classified information pairs with Merlot. Merlot mm. is made for from thin-skinned grapes that are particularly <laughs> sensitive to the environment, just like the liberal snowflakes attacking our Lord and Savior Donald Trump. It'll be a great wine to pair with the possibility that really super serious information was just shared with very bad people who may now kill us. 
Oh, God. <laughs> and his great and unmatched wisdom. Oh, my God, I know. <laughs> that was my favorite part of this week. I can't. Uh, or how the Kurds uh, didn't help us in Normandy. Yeah. <laughs> so why mm-hmm. should we help them? Right. God. I can't. I can't. I That was like I literally, it was, I like lot, like I had like a, like, in my brain yeah. moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, he's yep. an idiot. Uh, business conflicts pair with Pinot Noir, reenact <laughs> scenes from sideways and take heart in the fact that American taxpayers are no longer serving the Trump family business. <laughs> Violating mm-hmm. anti-nepotism laws pairs with Chardonnay yes. <laughs> between Jared Kushner, Ivanka, and whatever the hell the other Trump kids are doing. DJT has managed to bring his whole family into the White House, except Tiffany, LOL Tiffany. <laughs> The Justice Department has been A-OK with these appointments so far, which is fair because, quite frankly, being able to get a job you're wildly unqualified for because your rich dad got a job that he was wildly unqualified for is the American dream. Yeah, Uh, pretty much. But But Hunter Biden super got a job he wasn't qualified for. (laughs) But if they ever dig deeper into the legalities of it all, get the Chardonnay out, watch the tears fall from Eric Trump's weird face. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait for Tiffany Trump's tell-all memoir. Oh, it's coming and you know it. (sighs) It's going to be so good. And finally, a pairing for all of the above, if you just can't choose because you know it's all going to come out, Rosé. Yeah. It's not out of the question that all of the above lead to the impeachment of President Donald J. Trump, in which case we should all just have a good time, which I have to interject here. Impeachment has been called for. So like he's they're working on the process of him being impeached, but that does not it's not synonymous with removal from office. And a lot of people get that wrong. Impeachment is just the inquiry, like the, the, the investigation and whether or not they find things that could remove him from office will still they they still have to vote like in the house and the senate for him to be removed so the senate long, is not gonna vote for him to be removed yeah it's get settled in it's highly unlikely he's going to be removed from office and we're like smack dab at the beginning of this horrific 2020 campaign so so uh, while it's it's encouraging but the best way you're gonna yeah the best way to get him out of office is to vote not to hope that impeachment really does much at all Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, stop worrying about impressing your friends and drink the wine everyone knows is the most delicious but pretends not to like because it's not cool. Rosé is cool now. I don't agree with that. Rosé is too cool almost. Yeah, it's now gotten super cool. So you've mm-hmm. survived the worst presidency in American history and you deserve this. And those mm-hmm. are my headlines for this month. I love Nicely it. Done. Good work. So fun. Mm-hmm. I love it so much. So yeah, if you have a fun funny headline to share remember i don't want the dark stuff so don't send me things about like someone chopping off their kid's head i i saw that and i was like the fuck that ain't funny i want the silly Mm. news the silliest news of them all the camel news the camel testicles so send that with the headline or the subject line amanda gack to wine and crime podcast at gmail.com and i will sift through it and pick my faves incredible nice nice work Well, before we get to Kenyon's coven confessions, let's hear a word from our sponsors. Getting in shape, quote unquote, 
isn't just about losing weight. In fact, that might not even be your goal. It's mm-hmm. about learning healthier habits and just feeling better about yourself and and how you are. Whether that's more stamina to keep up with your busy life, finally getting into your favorite pair of jeans, or just being more in tune with your body's needs. Yeah. You know, doing what we like to call practicing self-care. Oh, self-care, baby. And Noom makes it so easy. As a type 1 diabetic, Noom has, like, totally changed my life. It's been like having a support network and a nutritionist and, like, a workout buddy in my pocket, which is amazing. So when I started with Noom, a lot of my goals were just about making some healthier choices and finding some easy ways that I can like reduce my carbohydrate intake on. And one of my long-term goals was to literally improve my blood sugar. And so they really worked with me on some like little tricks that work. Like Lucy often mentions, I cannot eat breakfast in the morning. So we did some work with intermittent fasting, which was super awesome. And then I had this really great community all like through their super easy app that I could connect with when I was having maybe a harder day or to swap recipes and just like have that support. It's hugely helpful. I love it. Noom is a habit changing solution that helps users learn to develop a new relationship with food through personalized courses. So again, it's like psychological better self-care, you know, being more confident, having more energy, whatever your goals might be, they work on a psychological level to help you meet your goals. It's not all about dieting and counting calories and all the stuff that we really hate doing. Yeah. It is ba- it's based in psychology. So Noom teaches you why you do the things you do, like why I binge on sweets before I go to bed. Before and my then it period. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then it arms you with the tools to break the bad habits and replace them with better ones. It is awesome. Mm -hmm. You don't have to change it all in one day. Small steps make big progress. Sign up for your trial today at noom.com forward slash gals. That's N-O-O-M dot com forward slash G-A-L-S. What do you have to lose? Visit noom.com forward slash gals to start your trial today. That's noom.com forward slash gals, the last weight loss program you'll need. Your super is on a mission to improve people's health with the power of super plants. Yes. <laughs> they make it easy for you to get the nutrients your body needs to thrive. And no, it's not just Doritos and peanut M&Ms. Which... And black coffee. <laughs> and, and coffee. That's hitting and too close to home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, your super's functional superfood and plant protein mixes are made from naturally dried organic whole foods slash superfoods nothing else. And with your super's 100% transparent supply chain, you know you're getting the cleanest superfood mixes on the market. That is super, super nice. I love your super. As I have mentioned a million times, I really have a hard time like getting up and getting going in the morning, and I especially have a hard time eating a full breakfast. I also have had to completely break up with coffee, so it's like I didn't know where to turn for my caffeine and morning needs. And your super made it 
super easy to get up, have something like ready to go to get into my body, get my fruit and veggies in. I do feel like I have more energy. I specifically am obsessed with the power matcha mix. It helps me stay alert. I am. It's like too much. (laughs) Um, It helps me stay alert throughout the day, but there isn't like a weird sugar crash or caffeine jitters. Or for me, I don't get the upset stomach that I will often get with coffee. Um, And Kenyon and Lucy know all throughout tour, I was like macho, macho, macho was keeping me going all summer. It was amazing. I I love it. I just pop a package of it into some almond milk in the morning, like shake it up and I'm ready for the day. It could not be easier. She's basically Gwyneth Baltrow. Yeah. Yeah, no big deal. Uh, Get the cleanest superfood and plant protein mixes at yoursuper.com. That's Y-O-U-R super.com. Get 15% off your order when you use our code GALS at checkout, G-A-L-S. Just go to yoursuper.com and don't forget to get 15% off with promo code GALS at checkout. Treat Mm -hmm. yo bod. You're super. You're super. Oh. All right. I got um, a random smattering for you all today. Yes. My favorite kind of smattering. Yeah, pretty pretty lighthearted for the most part, but I'm also a little bit drunk, so I can't remember. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so just going to read this one verbatim. Quote, so this is a story about my father. Sorry, Dad. It's a story (sighs) my sister and I were told often growing up and has become legendary among my friends. Buckle up, fam. (laughs) My parents got married in the spring of 1990 and were gifted a honeymoon to Paris and London. Oh my God, sign me up. I want that gift, please. Um, They flew first class. It was bomb. Whatever. Anyway, so they literally left for Paris the day after the wedding. They do not recommend this to anyone ever because, and I quote, no one wants to be that hungover on an international flight. Oh my God, been there. It is terrible. (sighs) Can attest. It's bad. Or like the whole, Mm -hmm. our flight leaves so early, let's just stay up late and party and go straight to the airport. That's not a good idea either. Zach's Zach's thing that he took many years to learn was he used to always say, the only thing I have to do tomorrow is get to the airport. No, no, no. That's (laughs) a huge thing. That's like seven days of work condensed Mm -hmm. into three hours. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's insane. Mm -hmm. What an idiot. Mm -hmm. Divorce him. It's done. He's finally an adult um, in his (laughs) 30s. Okay. (laughs) Prove it. (laughs) (laughs) on one of their first days there so in paris they went to this fancy dinner at au pied de cochon which means at the foot of the pig uh they'd never been out of the country before at this point so they'd only so they only drink alcohol because as texans who primarily travel to mexico you don't drink the water oh honey oh yeah no 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 that's your first (laughs) like thing you learn you land and they tell you not to drink the water. But in <laughs> not in France, Paris. you can oh, drink. Oh. No. In France, you can drink the water. They're in France and they're like, well, we should only drink alcohol because the water can't be trusted. Oh my God. There's <laughs> juice, there's Coke, there's bottled water. <laughs> nope, booze. They're hung over a shit from their wedding the night before and just booze. All right. They get 
absolutely blitzed at dinner and then set out to walk to their hotel. As they're walking back, my mom, my dad turns to my mom and says, Kim, I have to shit. <laughs> she, she's like, Brian, there aren't any public bathrooms. You have to wait till we get to the hotel. He says, Kim, I have to shit right now. <laughs> my mom, in her scary, no-nonsense whisper, says, Brian, you cannot shit right now. <laughs> oh, my God. If, if I had a dollar for all the times I called my own bowels Brian and growled that under my breath to myself, <laughs> Brian, I'd be a rich woman. Brian, I love that you this cannot reads, shit right this now. This reads like a screenplay. <laughs> Yeah, you sound like you're pitching a a pilot episode of a show. (laughs) He says, I have to. You need to keep watch. My poor mother, who has been married to this man for all of maybe three days at the most, says, okay. My drunk AF father in Paris on his honeymoon proceeds to squat on the curb in between two cars to take a massive dump while my mother stands watch. Oh, I've had to do this on the side of the Jersey Turnpike. It is so stressful. (laughs) So stressful. And my mother stood by to watch. (laughs) A mother's Diverting traffic away. Yeah. A mother knows. The story does not end here. Oh no, it it gets worse. Yes. My mom sees someone coming and panics. Brian, Brian, you have to get up. Someone is coming. My father on the curb pants around his ankles, says, but I'm not finished. Oh no. (laughs) My mom, someone is coming. You have to be done. Dad, I'm not Finish. Brian, pinch it off. Okay, literally, next line, mom, well, pinch it off. We have to go. (laughs) If you don't have toilet paper, you're never going to be finished. No, that's true. Yeah, how is he going to get clean? Ugh. He pulls up his pants and my mom, assuming he has finished pooping, starts to walk back to the hotel. As they're walking, my dad is shaking his leg every step. (gasps) Oh, no, 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 no. We got rollers. We got rolling acorns here, people. (laughs) My mom notices and is like, what the fuck? What's wrong with you? He keeps shaking his leg every step until finally, finally, a small turd rolls out of his pant leg. My mom, mortified, stares at her new husband in utter disbelief. Yep. He, <laughs> yep. he looks at her and says with absolute confidence, I told you I wasn't finished. <laughs> <laughs> I love their marriage so much. This is goals. <laughs> I know. 28 years later, our family goes to Paris on vacation, and my parents take my little <coughs> sister, my brother-in-law, and me to Au Pied de Cochon and back to the scene of the crime and the legendary tale of the great Paris poop. <laughs> oh, they went sightseeing. Some say the poop remains on the street untouched. I love it. Uh, that reminds me of the poopy pants story. That which one? This happened when we were in high school. Yeah, which one exactly? <laughs> yeah. Oh, the capital P poopy capital P pants. Uh the neighbors up the street always had this really wild Christmas party that all the adults went to and just got shit-faced. But it was mm-hmm. all in, like, our neighborhoods. So they could all just walk home safely. That mm-hmm. said, their driveway was, like, kind of up a horseshoe. 
And yeah. then it was kind of a long, dark walk down the street where we lived. Mm-hmm. So one year after the party, uh, our friend Courtney and I were in the area and there was like this snow bank and we're like, oh, there's a pair of pants over there. Oh, my God. They're no. jeans covered in shit. No. So we're like, <laughs> they were okay, your dads. We're not touching though. It wasn't my parents because that was the first. Those were the first two people we went to. And then Fair. we were walking down the road a little bit. What's that? One poopy sock. No. <laughs> Walk down the road a little farther. What's that? A no. second poopy sock. No. <laughs> Which means. Which means. That somebody left the party, shit their pants, took <laughs> off their pants, walked a little ways, took off wipe. their sock, yeah. wiped, yeah. walked a yeah. little ways. Uh-huh. This yeah. is in late December in Minnesota. I was going to say, was this a Christmas? You said Christmas party, Christmas right? Party. Oh, God, it'd be so cold. I feel like it's possible that I told this on the server crimes app that came out this month, but we recorded that a while ago, so I'm not sure. But when I used to work at a bar in downtown Minneapolis, someone did the leg shaking thing as they walked out and turds rolled out of their pant leg. Ew. And uh. nobody knew what they were. And one of our coworkers took a fork <laughs> and stabbed one of the poops to smell it to confirm that oh. it was poop. You guys, I cannot <laughs> fully gag just twice sweep, in just the same episode. Sweep it out the door. Nope, nope. He, he <laughs> had to be thorough. Oh, wow. Oh, oh, well, there is a way to know. The best part and he about, figured it out. The best part about the poopy <laughs> pants story, judging from where the socks were left, you could tell that that person lived, like, definitely down the road. So, like, oh, yeah. they walked home It's a full-on nude. neighbor. A, they walk home You should home have taken nude. photographs and then gone door to door the next day to identify the owner <laughs> of the garments. Do you recognize this sock? We were going to make flyers and say, like, <gasps> found jeans, Levi's. No. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't God. think they ever made them. But the best, the best part was, since it was in the middle of winter, those fucking pants were frozen in that snow pile until, oh. like, April. Yes. <laughs> oh, the poopy oh pants. Oh, God. <laughs> They were oh, ne- they were never retrieved. That. We'd drive past every now and then to make sure they were still there. Oh my god. Someone uh, knows all you something. have to do is <laughs> someone <laughs> knows something. <laughs> if you know about the poopy pants, please get at us because I we want, are gonna get I to the bottom. Some, someone of knows this. something podcast to do a season. <laughs> season five of Someone Knows Something. The poopy, the poopy pants. pants. The I most pers- like serious and heartbreaking show ever. I know. I personally suspect this one of the sons of the Kernals who lived next to us. Mm. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. All right. Next. Uh, this is actually following on the theme. This next Thank one. Thank God. I love your accidental themes. Yeah. Okay. Quote. Just got home from my annu- annual gynecologist checkup. Treat yo lady parts. And it could not have gone worse. Oh, no. You know how they say most women shit themselves while giving birth? <gasps> oh, well, yeah. Do we think the stats of women who shit themselves during an exam are the same? Or is no. that just me? <laughs> oh, honey, honey, it might just be you. 
So I walk into the exam room with the nurse who asks me all the preliminary questions, takes my blood pressure, etc. She leaves me to undress and put on the very fashionable paper gown and that weird fucking lap napkin that they give you. What the fuck Why is that for? Why do they bother with that? Right? <laughs> I don't need the lap napkin. It, I'm not touching it. You are. It makes you colder. Somehow. Yeah. yeah. Plasticky yeah. paper over your naked lap. Yep. The lapkin. And I, and I wait for the doctor to come in and do her business. But this is where shit starts <laughs> to go awry. Literally. Oh, no. I always get nervous at doctor's appointments, which makes me feel like I have to poop. No, no, well, no, this no, morning no, 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 no. I happened to chug a big old 20 ounce green juice, proof that being healthy <laughs> is stupid. Oh my God. No. The, the doctor keeps me waiting in the room for 20 minutes, during which time my stomach pains only started getting worse and my need to poop increased. Yeah, that's when you're like, sorry, I have to go to the bathroom. Mm. Don't risk the it. Urge eventually went away once I could calm my nerves or Don't so I it. thought. Don't trust it. <laughs> I slide my little tush to the end of the table and throw my legs in the stirrups and everything is going fine until she takes out the speculum and inserts oh it more quickly than I had expected. Oh. Well, and a lot of those muscles are like shared. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Like, that's why you poof so much during your period, because when you're cramping, mm-hmm. it's like the same muscles that move feces through your colon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your butthole. Mm-hmm. Yep. You got to be careful with that. As she inserted the speculum, I felt the normal pressure in my abdomen, but then a sudden other kind of pressure. No. In this moment, I knew what I had done. I had shit the table at my routine annual oh. guy exam. Oh, what no. did the doctor say? Oh. The doctor said, oh, oh, that, that's okay. That can happen sometimes. No. God what bless a sweet the doctor. <laughs> and mumbled a bunch of other stuff that I couldn't hear because I think I blacked out from embarrassment. <laughs> <laughs> she grabbed a bunch of towels and while I went to the bathroom to clean myself up, she cleaned up the paper on the table clean the table, put new paper down, and we continued the exam in complete oh, silence. That is badass. <laughs> oh. Signed, I was just trying to get my birth control prescription refilled. <laughs> right? People don't understand what people with vaginas have to go through. Yeah. Right. It I is know. horrific. The whole <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's real bad. Well, good on you for taking care of yourself regardless. So proud of you. And don't let this keep you from doing it again. Yeah. Treat your nethers, whatever gender you may be, treat your nethers. Um, Okay. (laughs) New one, breaking the theme, but also again, drunk, can't remember. Love it. Hey, ladies, I thoroughly enjoyed the gag this week, and the new Coven Confession segment is amazing. Being 50, I have a lot of confessions. Life well lived, am I right? But this one is perfect for you gals. I spent several years working for an orthopedic surgeon's office. Two of the doctors were wonderful men who treated me and the rest of the nursing staff very well. One was a raging misogynist close talker who lacked common decency as well as boundaries. 
He would pound on the bathroom door if he needed to speak with one of us and we were using the facilities. What no. the fuck? Fuck that guy. He interrupted phone calls and conversations and ate any damn thing he wanted to out of the break room fridge, regardless uh, uh, of name tags. I labeled that shit. It is mine. That's the most offensive thing that this man has done. Arrest this man. Yeah. Mm. Our hospital served key lime pie on a weekly basis, and he mm. loved key lime pie. I mean, same. It should be noted that doctors ate for free, but everyone else had to buy their food and eat it hastily whenever we could. So he could have gotten his own free goddamn key lime pie. Rat bastard. But he stole it from someone who paid for it. That's fucking bullshit. I hate this motherfucker. I hope somebody takes a shit in his key lime pie (laughs) or a piss or something. (laughs) Which I could get away with because I am eating so much matcha right now that my shit is bright green the other day i was at a party and i had to go poop and i snuck away to poop and i came back like shocked and people are like what's wrong and i was i had taken a shit it was gorgeous glorious like perfect (laughs) one big beautiful log like this was textbook gorgeous poop but you could see exactly which half was full of matcha. One half was bright green and the other <laughs> no. half was completely brown and there was a perfect line between the green half and the brown no. half. Yes. It was yes. a Venus shit. It was Why incredible. Why did you take a photograph? Because oh. I was at a party with like half people I knew really, really well and half people half that are kind matcha. of newer friends. Half and matcha, half, half brown. Yeah. Yep. So I oh. really wanted to take a photo but I was like, mm, I don't think I can do that in this environment. <gasps> Yeah. Uh, and then the that, next day, my poop was just entirely the matcha green. It's been an amazing journey, y'all. <laughs> it's okay. been a journey. Okay. All right. Back to this doctor, <laughs> this fucker. I'm inspired. So I could listen mm. to you talk about your green shit all day long. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. That was, it's remarkable. Okay. <laughs> One the fine gift of day, life. I was especially perturbed at him for reducing our biller to tears by commenting, quote, you've gained a lot of weight in the last months. You're too old to be pregnant. What are you doing? What? I cannot. Unfortunately, Dr. Asshat in this this incident fell on... Unfortunately for Dr. Asshat, this incident fell on key lime pie day. Oh, I bought I bought my piece of I bought my piece of pie, added some extra special meringue, assisted by a fortuitous head cold. Oh. <laughs> Put my name on the tasty treat and went about my day. I'll be yes. damned if that fucker didn't walk into my cubby, interrupt a call I was on with a patient, and close talk at me with a mouthful of his phlegmy concoction as he's eating it. No. Ew. I hate him. This might be considered extreme, but I don't have any diseases. Well, aside from the head cold, and I didn't spit on his pie, did I? It was also it was my pie. pie. Yeah. yeah, she didn't spit on his pie at all. She didn't do anything to his pie. She coughed on her own pie. She spat on her own spat. pie. I'm oh, sorry, spat on her own pie. Ate his. He ate her pie. Yep. To her face. Yep. I. Yep. 
So, uh, love you ladies. Keep me laughing through the worst life can throw at me. Regards, Nurse N. Ugh. I can't believe this guy had the gall yeah. to eat the pie yeah. in, in, her, in her cubicle. Yep. I was hoping this would be a murder light. I wanted I this to be a murder light really bad. I know. I know. Well, there's still time, Nurse N. Yeah, but <laughs> if you do write back with a murder light, just know that we cannot protect you in a court of law. Yeah, just make sure we that you will like, hand over those emails if subpoenaed. If, we if have subpoenaed, to. yeah, we but will our emails. No backbones. <laughs> yeah, not. Yeah, no. <laughs> We're not fucking with the strong arm of the law. Uh. Uh-uh. Okay. So a few more. This is a short one. So the worst thing I've ever done is voodoo on my stepdad. Ooh. Let l- let me start by saying that my stepdad is a royal. POS, very abusive, drug addict, alcoholic, the complete package, you know? I was lucky to get out before it was worse for me. My mom has been trying to get out, but it has been very difficult. She's scared, and rightfully so. So as someone who practices... Palo, I think I'm saying that right, a Mm -hmm. Cuban-African religion that is sometimes related to Santeria, I decided to do voodoo on him. Long Fuck yes. Long story short, he got fired from his job and a few months later had three heart attacks. Oh, <gasps> oh my God. I have one Not more. Rich. Not I rich. Have, <laughs> I have one more voodoo job to do before he dies. Oh my God. Oh, 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 oh I love this. <laughs> Please, if oh my god, if he dies, please update us. Yeah, <laughs> this is the murder life that dies. I can get on board with. I am so right? here for this. Right? You cursed. You cursed. <laughs> you fucking okay. cursed. You fucking cursed. Okay, couple more. Another shorty. Last year at the family Christmas party, someone brought Never Have I Ever. <laughs> My grandma wanted to play, and obviously I was a little nervous, but was like, okay, sure. I pull a card saying that I've had butt sex. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, same. My grandma wanted to play. (laughs) (laughs) Parentheses, parentheses, this is correct, but like, grandma. (laughs) I keep my fingers up as my friends glare at me knowing the truth. Without even fucking thinking, Grandma puts her finger down and we all <laughs> gasp. Yeah, Grandma. Yes, she re- <laughs> fucking. I need to play this game with my 102-year-old Grandma at Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. I really do. She realizes what she just admitted to in front of all of her grandchildren and their friends and then proceeds <laughs> to cover her mouth and laugh so hard she's crying. We all, yes. <laughs> we all crack up and don't make a PSA about it, but we <laughs> joke with her that we'll never play that with her again. <laughs> I played I played cards against humanity with Corey's mom, who is the sweetest, most Midwestern small yeah. town yeah. Christian mom. She is yeah. so sweet. She is yeah. such a mom. But mm-hmm. she fucking crushed Cards Against Humanity. I don't know where nice. that twisted sense of humor came out of, but nice. she's really good at it. 
I love it. Oh my God. I've played with my in-laws, but it was real dicey. I was I don't think I would want to play that game. We tried to play with my dad and he refused. He would like draw a black card on his turn and he'd just go, no, I'm not saying that. Draw another one. I am not saying that. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not doing this. I love that's the best way to play. Now I skip. I'm not no skipping nope. it. I'm not I can't nope. I'm not saying it. I won't do nope. it. You can't make me say that. Okay. All right. Last story and your dad would definitely not say this story. <laughs> Mine probably would though. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> your dad would be laughing too hard to get it out. And choking on M&Ms. Yeah. <laughs> My right. we took my dad to see Spam a lot once at a like <laughs> theater, like I was an assigned seat theater, because he loves Monty Python and we always loved musicals, so we brought him for his birthday. And he was eating M and M's while laughing so hard that people around us went to the front desk to change seats <laughs> because he was so fucking loud. <laughs> My mom like kind of had to shame him a little bit. Be like, dude, you need to fucking chill out. Like people are moving their seats that they spent like $75 a piece for because you're choke laughing on M&Ms right behind them right now. To be fair, Spamalot's fucking hilarious. It's so good. I I loved it. It was so funny. I was like, well, more leg room for us. (laughs) Okay. All right. Last story. In college, I lived in a four-bedroom house with three other people. The first two years were two girls and two guys. One roommate, P, moved out after the second year we lived there and was replaced by a third female roommate, and thankfully so, because he sucked. He thought the only girl that was out of his league was Taylor Swift. (laughs) I once asked if he really thought he could get with Beyonce, and he said yes. Oh, no. White white men are delusional in their confidence, especially this man who looked like a weasel and smelled like an armpit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he That's also kind of accidentally ate my food a lot and didn't clean anything ever. What is up with that? Stop yeah. that, people. Don't do that. Just don't do that. A few weeks after he moved out, a package showed up to our house addressed to him. I decided to open it and see what he bought, which is definitely a felony, but fine. (laughs) Don't get me started. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) If you follow me on social media, you heard my saga about neighbors stealing my packages, and I don't Mm -hmm. have time to get into it now, but oh my fucking God. Go read my Twitter thread. Well, it was a fleshlight. Yes. <laughs> Fill it with There's- mayonnaise and then put it back in the packaging. <laughs> oh, God, glitter. That's exactly <laughs> what I would do. Glitter, mayonnaise, and glitter. <laughs> oh, oh, that dick would never be clean again. No. And real okay. scratchy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There. Okay. So the the listener writes: There's obviously no shame in having sex toys, and I encourage them. But a flashlight modeled after porn actress Jenna Hayes is objectively a hysterical thing to unexpectedly find in your mail. <laughs> Absolutely, I fully endorse this. He never texted any of us about possibly getting a package for him, so we kept it. Then a few weeks later. A second package for him showed up. Oh, my God. Did he replace it? 
It's another fleshlight. I knew <laughs> what it. The fuck? Did he not change oh his God. address on his Amazon account? <laughs> I bet that's exactly what happened. Same thing. Another replica of Jenna Hayes's vulva and some fancy ribbing on the <laughs> inner sleeve. What? Ew. Oh. Once again, we forgot to send it back to Amazon and kept it. This time, though, P did text to ask ask if we got any of his mail or packages from Amazon and admitted that he forgot to change his address and something was sent here. Called it. We had a screened-in porch, so we suggested maybe it was stolen off the porch. Yes. And he didn't say anything else about it. So here we are now with two fleshlights and not a lot of use for them. (laughs) Oh, my God. Send them to us. We'll take them. Well, they found a much better use. We gifted one of them to our current male roommate and used the other as a vase. No. (laughs) It didn't hold much water, so the fresh roses (laughs) I wanted to keep in there were out of the question, but a small bouquet of fake flowers from a craft store fit in there nicely. Well, you really shouldn't be putting water in the vagina anyway. It's not safe. So this is perfect. (laughs) It's self-cleaning. It's (laughs) Mm self-cleaning. But a fleshlight is not self-cleaning. So way to go. I love it. That's fucking amazing. Yeah, so those are my coven confessions. I would like to see a photo of this flesh vase. Oh yeah, I I'm I need it. Uh, uh, we need well, it. I'm gonna Google it right now. Fleshlight Jenna Hayes. But well, I want to see, see it with, see it roses like, in with it. the flowers in it from their house. Oh, you don't want to see just the fleshlight? Sure don't. I mean, okay, I can mind. use my imagination. I know yeah. what a vagina looks like. Right. <laughs> I'm aware. Mine also has special <laughs> ribbing on the inner flap. Ew. Okay. Flap. <laughs> flap. <laughs> oh, my God. Speaking All of right. flaps, how about a word from our sponsor? <laughs> Let's anything to get away from this. If you've been listening to the show, thank you. Um, and also, you've heard us talk about FrameBridge. Mm-hmm. They make it super easy and affordable to frame your favorite things from kids' art and concert posters to the vacation photos sitting on your phone for real. Here's how it works. Just go to framebridge.com and upload your photo, or they'll send you a package to safely mail in your physical pieces. I love that they offer that. Yes. Um, you can preview your item online in any frame style, choose your favorite, or get free recommendations from their talented designers. The expert team at Framebridge will custom frame your item and deliver your finished piece directly to your door, ready to hang, like all the hardware, all the bells and whistles. It's there. And instead of the hundreds that you'd pay at a framing store, their prices start at $39 high and all shipping is free. Plus, our listeners will get 15% off their first order at framebridge.com when they use our code GALS. Yes. Uh, You guys have heard me gush at length about Framebridge. I am completely obsessed. I was already obsessed before they were a sponsor of this show. This is true. Every single wall in my house has a framed Framebridge piece. Uh... You save money. It's so much more affordable than going to a traditional framing store. And the quality is really good. Like, I have paid more for frames at traditional framing stores that have, like, warped or bent or fallen apart or fallen off the wall. And all of my frame bridge pieces are 
pristine. They mm-hmm. look so good. And mailing in your physical pieces, they handle them with such care. Like I have mailed in really sentimental, personal, one-of-a-kind, irreplaceable items to Framebridge mm-hmm. and not thought twice about it because I know that my pieces are going to come back to me looking beautiful and in perfect condition. Mm-hmm. So the holidays are right around the corner, believe it or not. So frame the things <laughs> you love in time for guests to see them when they come over for that holiday party. Show mm-hmm. off your taste. Go to framebridge.com and use promo code GALS, G-A-L-S, and you'll save an additional 15% off your first order. Just go to framebridge.com, promo code GALS, framebridge.com, promo code GALS, treat your walls. Trade up. The truth is, not everyone has convenient access to high-quality meat in Mm -hmm. their local area. Uh, It can be really hard to find 100% grass-fed finished beef, free-range organic chicken, heritage breed pork, or wild-caught salmon at your local grocery store. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes these items can be, like, really expensive at the grocery store if you do find them, or the selection can be super limited. Yeah, Uh, that's my biggest problem at the meat counter. And mm -hmm. even living in a big city like Minneapolis, it's like so disappointing sometimes. Yeah, but luckily there's ButcherBox. ButcherBox believes everyone deserves high quality, humanely sourced meat. Yes. Uh, And you know our jam, basically, Mm -hmm. uh, what is a sponsor that doesn't just send wonderful products straight to your door without you having to put on pants or leave your house? Oh Uh, my gosh. Hi, ButcherBox, high quality meat will just show up at your door. And you'll yeah. never be without something to cook for dinner because there'll always be high quality, delicious meat in the freezer. And that means one less trip to the grocery store, folks, and a better, more affordable selection at the same time. Seriously, it is an absolute no brainer. I love ButcherBox, it is some of the best meat shipped right to my door. And like Kenyon said, that means one less trip to the grocery store. I hate going to the grocery yeah. store. It is, uh, it's like seventh layer of hell for me going yep. to the grocery store. And then making that trip, like I said earlier, just to go to the meat counter and hope they have what you want at the quality that you want and oftentimes being, you know, disappointed by what they are actually offering at that meat counter. And the salmon Oh my mm. gatos, y'all. I cooked up one of these salmon fillets and it's actually really fun because they will also include a little like recipe booklet in some of those boxes so they can give you ideas for what to make with the meat that you have in your box. And I made some salmon on a cedar plank and I cannot even tell you, I felt like Emerald Lagasse. Mm-hmm. It was incredible. Wild-caught Alaskan salmon, baby. Wild-caught Alaskan salmon, Emerald Lagasse. Let's do this. <laughs> And they have a bunch of other options like that 100% grass-fed and finished beef, the free-range organic chicken, heritage pork, um, and sugar and nitrate-free bacon. Hi, this is some of the best bacon I have ever made. It is absolutely the way meat should be, and we cannot endorse butcher box highly enough tell us how to get it kenyan mm-hmm. well with thanksgiving right around the corner now is the perfect time to give butcher box a try sign up today and get a free turkey no oh, yeah 
plus oh. $20 off your first box. Just go to... That's amazing. It's a, it's a, uh, a free turkey. Just yeah. go to butcherbox.com forward slash gals, G-A-L-S, or enter promo code gals at checkout. That's butcherbox.com forward slash gals, or enter promo code gals at checkout for a free turkey and $20 off your first box. Gobble, gobble, baby. Let's do this. Treat yo meat. Treat it. Did you know that you spend one third of your life wrapped in sheets? Mm, yeah. Like or more. In your bed. Yeah. <laughs> Let's try three thirds of my life. So don't you want them to be super duper extremely comfortable? Sure do. Yeah. So Brooklinen is amazing because they've made it their mission to make you comfortable. And then they've also made it their mission to not only make you comfortable, but to do it without breaking the bank entirely. They offer luxury sheets, towels, bedding, and more without the luxury markup because most bedding, I did not realize this. And now that I look back on it, this is the truest thing ever. Most bedding is marked up as much as 300%. I believe it. I so believe it. Yeah. I love it. I have a pair of Brooklyn and sheets in the smoke stripe <gasps> and they're so classic. They're so soft. And I'm like, I'm a night sweater. Yep. Like roll bad. And these are like oddly, I, I feel like they do some sort of like temperature magic. It's like sorcery. I don't know how they're so soft and so breathable and so comfortable, but they are. And now these are the only sheets that I want to sleep on, period, full stop. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have the smoke stripe uh, mm. as, and I match it with the plain white. Cute. So I have smoke stripe uh, pillowcases with plain white uh. sheets. Ah. So I went with smoke stripe everything. I have the smoke stripe duvet cover, smoke stripe pillowcases, smoke stripe sheets. Like and, I am not messing around. And you know what? You're a smoke show, so it makes you know sense. it. Mm. Oh, love you. Um, my Brooklyn and sheets are the most comfortable sheets I've slept on, and mm. their towels have turned my bathroom into a literal spa. I am a bath person. I take a bath every night. I couldn't recommend them more for friends, family, or treating yourself to the upgrade you deserve. Brooklinen.com yep. <laughs> is giving an exclusive offer just for our listeners. Get 10% off and free shipping when you use promo code GALS at brooklinen.com, G-A-L-S. Brooklinen is so confident in their product that all their sheets, comforters, and towels come with a lifetime warranty. Hello, please, yes. I mean, other sh- I feel like other sheets and towels last for me maybe like three years mm-hmm. before they fall apart. This is a lifetime warranty. It's unbelievable. The only way to get 10% off and free shipping is to use our promo code GALS at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com, promo code G-A-L-S, Brooklinen. These are the best sheets ever. Oh, treat your sheets. Okay, we're back. It's time for my coroner corner. Yes. yes. So I got two two things for you. We're going to start with with an archaeological mystery. Ooh. Yes. And then I found another awesome obit. 
Okay, so first, I want to tell you some about something very odd that I read about in an August 2019 article of the New York Times by writer Robin George Andrews titled, The Mystery of the Himalayas Skeleton Lake Just Got Weirder. What? Oh, God. Have you heard of Skeleton Lake before? I have, oh. yep. I have not. Okay, so mm-hmm. basically, there's a lake called Rupkund Lake, in the Indian Himalayas, which is roughly 16,500 feet above sea level. So it's pretty... Shit. It's up there. Uh, but this lake isn't very big. It's only about 130 feet wide and around five to six feet deep, like at the deepest. So it's not a big lake. And I... It's a pond. It is a pond. And I have photos on the drive slash blog so you can kind of see how not big it is. That's what she said. And it's frozen for a good chunk of the year, again, because of the altitude. But when it's not frozen, the lake spits up human skeletons. No. Some Great. with flesh still attached. Fleshlights okay. still attached. Oh, God. Yeah. Holy shit. Jenna Hayes ripping. So, ew, God. So hundreds of skeletons have surfaced. I read around 300 Um, And until recently, scientists kind of had no idea what to make of it. So for obvious reasons, this lake has come to be known as Skeleton Lake. But who the hell were these people and what the hell happened to them? Right. This is what I want after I die. To be spit, (laughs) buried somewhere near a lake and then spit back out hundreds of years later. No, I want to be thrown into this lake. Oh, okay. Yep. Well, we don't know that mm-hmm. that's how this works. Oh, but okay. That's that's the mystery. So, this is a quote from the article. Who were these individuals and what befell them? What one leading idea was that they died simultaneously in a catastrophic event more than 1000 years ago. An unpublished anthropological survey from several years ago studied five skeletons and estimated that they were about 1,200 years old. But a new genetics analysis carried out by scientists in India, America, and Germany, I'm assuming by America they mean the United States, has upended that theory. The study, which examined DNA from 38 remains, indicates that there wasn't just one mass dumping of the dead, but several spread over a millennium. Oh, wow. Okay. Whoa. Yeah. So what the fuck, you might ask? I do ask, (laughs) what the fuck? Yeah. Finding an answer to this mystery isn't so easy because rock slides, migrating ice, and human visitors, and I'm assuming animals, likely, have disrupted the remains over time. This makes it difficult, if not impossible, to tell how and where these individuals were buried, let alone who they were. But alas... Our hero in the story is genetic analysis. Yes. Ooh, forensics the to the rescue. Exactly. Dr. Phil. So mm. back to the article. Quote, the researchers led in part by Naraj Rai, an expert in ancient DNA at the Birbal Sani Institute of Paleosciences in India, and David Reich, Whoa. a geneticist at Harvard University, extracted DNA from the remains of dozens of skeletal samples and managed to identify 23 males and 15 females. Based on populations living today, these individuals fit into three distinct genetic groups. 23, including both males and females, had ancestries typical of contemporary South Asians. So that Mm -hmm. makes 
a fair bit of sense. Mm -hmm. Their remains were deposited at the lake between the 7th and 10th centuries, and also not all at once. Some skeletons were more ancient than others, suggesting that that many were interred at the lake lifetimes apart. Then perhaps cool. Yeah. Then perhaps a thousand years later or so, sometime between the 17th and 20th centuries, two more genetic groups suddenly appeared within the lake. One individual of East Asian related ancestry and curiously, 14 people of Eastern Mediterranean ancestry. Whoa. What? Yeah. So these people oh. were coming from all over at random points in time. It's just clearly very mysterious. How did all Mm. these people come to the same place at different times? How did they die there? Were they ceremoniously interred or were they just left there suggesting a surprise death, perhaps something violent? The Mm. testing did not reveal any evidence of bacterial infections, so it was likely not some kind of epidemic. It's possible that the high altitude did them in, but even then, there is still evidence of different modes of death for these individuals. Interesting. Also, they're in the lake, so it's not like a campsite where, you know, 14 people, 14 travelers of the same ancestry. Right. You know, died. Right. Well, if you go to the drive slash blog, you can see photos of just how many random bones are like scattered around. The lake is sort of in at the bottom of like a valley. Mm -hmm. And so there's mountains on all sides with like, you know, crumbling rock and rubble and stuff. So the some of the skeletons are under the water and some of them are just like around the lake. Mm-hmm. Which but makes, could the lake have previously been a lot deeper? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, given how long, I mean, these skeletons are 1,500 years old and more. So given how mm-hmm. long they've been there, I'm sure that there has been like sh- seismic shifts and rainfall. And well, like it said, mm-hmm. you know, the glaciers melting and coming back and all that stuff. So like things have shifted around, but it's not, it's a little bit misleading to call it Skeleton Lake. Because they're not all in the lake. Because, again, the lake is very small. Some of them are, like, piled on top of rocks near the lake. I think people did that. Oh. That particular photo was like a a sculpture almost. It's rock stacking, but with bones. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Creepy-ass rock stacking. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, there's still evidence of different modes of death for these individuals. For example, the earlier study of those five skeletons um, were found, three, three of those skeletons were found with unhealed compression fractures. And scientists think that this is possibly from huge hailstones because there was other evidence of like major hailstorms in that area that could have easily oh, killed wow. people. Ouch. Damn. Okay. What a way to go. I know. But given the number of individuals who perished here, it would be very hard to believe that they all died in the same manner. hmm Of all the skeletons recovered so far, ages range from children to elderly adults, so like all sorts of people. None of these skeletons have shown to be family members. Oh, see, that was my first interpretation, at yeah. least for the early ones, was like one royal family. This is where they all went to be buried. Mm-mm, mm-mm. 
Chemical signatures indicate that the individuals had significantly different diets, adding to the evidence that the remains came from several distinct populations. And there are a couple of possible leads here. First, researchers note that Rupkund Lake is situated on a route known to modern-day Hindu pilgrims. So it's possible that some of the South Asian individuals died while making their trek and possibly buried there. Mm-hmm. So like they the the pilgrims may have used that area as a burial site for people who die during the pilgrimage. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Another yep. another clue was suggested by Dr. Kat Jarman, a bioarchaeologist at the University of Bristol in England. Dr. Jarman posits that they weren't actually Mediterranean migrants at all, because that was the biggest thing that stuck out to me. Like, people from the Mediterranean somehow found their way up to this random fucking lake in the Himalayas and died there. Yeah, it's so odd. Right. Weird. Right. right? So Dr. Jarman says, quote, their genetic ancestry resembles that of present-day people from Greece or Crete, but current distribution may not apply to ancient populations. Regardless, this group came from somewhere far from Rupkund Lake for un- for reasons unknown. Maybe the site held significance for groups with various religious beliefs. Maybe some of the skeletons were brought for burial, possibly to be left in the lake, or maybe they were ill-fated explorers driven by a desire to see a spectacular mountain range killed by their own curiosity. Which Possibly. definitely happens today. Absolutely. So regardless, this is super fascinating. I'm definitely keeping an eye on Skeleton Fucking Lake. Yeah. Well, both of you should get training because I want to be dumped in Skeleton Lake. With <laughs> our bags. I'll hire yeah. someone. Mm-hmm. I'll outsource that. Thank you. Yeah, All we right. will be outsourcing that. Okay, so cool. last but not least. Derek! <laughs> <laughs> Last but not least, I have an amazing obituary sent by Tiff- Tiffany May. And um, this obit is actually from October 2018, so it's not the freshest, but it's still a great one. Mm-hmm. So this is the obituary for Jan Lois Lynch from Evansville, Indiana. Jan Lois Lynch of Evansville, Indiana, <laughs> and native of Nailed Boston, it. Massachusetts, passed away on October 18th, 2018, Her sudden and untimely death came as quite a shock as she was only diagnosed with advanced COPD, advanced emphysema, advanced heart disease, cystic fibrosis, chronic bronchitis, stroke, extreme stubbornness, restless leg syndrome, and armchair quarterback. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) No. I am Jan. Jan is me. Came as a shock. (laughs) This next paragraph is my favorite. Jan is survived by her four loving sons, Jeff Patterson, Greg Patterson, Jake Lomax, and Luke Lomax, and eight grandchildren whom she loved more than anything else in the world, except the New England Patriots, the Boston Red Sox, Tom Brady, Cold Budweiser, Room Temperature Budweiser, Cigarettes, Dogs, Mopeds, (laughs) Clam Chowder, Boating, Fishing, Florida, the Atlantic Ocean, Grouper Sandwiches, Adventures, Road Trips, The Beach, Sunday Night Football, Monday Night Football, Fall Foliage, Airplane Food, Ingrown Toenails, The OJ Chase, and The OJ trial in that exact order (laughs) oh my god minus the sports this is me (laughs) i love grouper sandwiches (laughs) i'm so connected to this woman i like that is so boston it hurts down to the airplane food and ingrown toenails i love her i have both she loves all those things 
slightly more than her grandchildren, but yeah, I yeah. love her honesty. I oh. love her so much. Jan graduated from the University of Evansville with a degree in English literature, achieving magna cum laude honors while working two to three jobs and raising her four sons, one of whom turned out okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. This reminds me of a dinner that all of my aunts and uncles were at with my grandmother, the matriarch of the family. And it was like Thanksgiving or something. I don't remember. I don't know how it came up, but basically someone asked my my grandma kind of a tongue-in-cheek question about her children, or she was trying to make a compliment about her kids, of which she has five of her own children, my mom being the oldest. And instead of saying that, like, all of her children have amazing qualities among them, right. she said, right. if you combined all five of my kids, you'd get one perfect child. <laughs> 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 and they were like, um... So you're, okay. You're all one fifth perfect. Thanks. You all Each have one fifth of a quality. Twenty percent human. <laughs> she was trying to be nice, but she's just like incapable. I just I love her so much. When, this is not I, my hundred and two year old grandma. This is my mom's mom. She's my, much sassier. When my grandma was dying, um, it was like the day. I actually think it was the day before she died, which was September 11th, 2001. She Yikes. died on September oh 12th. Yikes. But she was like on her deathbed. Like we all knew like she was de- she was about to die. And so like all of her. I've heard that before. I know. <laughs> all of her like. Told me once. 30 odd grandkids like filed into the room to give her a hug. And she'd. She'd hug each one and just whisper in our ears, you were my favorite. And then hug the next oh, one, you were my favorite. <laughs> but she so said it cute. just loudly enough where we all heard her say it. <laughs> <laughs> That's sweet, though. I, I love that. I know. That's the opposite of Amanda's grandma. <laughs> oh, yeah. You were 120th my favorite. <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay, the rest of this obit. It's still unclear who her favorite son was, thus the final ruling must be litigated in family court or at a bar. Jan will be missed dearly by all her who knew her. She was an incredible woman. She had an unparalleled zest for life and an infectious laugh that thankfully was passed down to her sons and their children. From standing on a bridge in the middle of a hurricane to jumping off the highest cliffs at Rough River to dangling her feet over a 5,000-foot cliff at the edge of the Grand Canyon so she could, quote, see what it felt like to feel fear. She taught us. I did that. Yeah. Ugh. She taught us that all the really good things in life are behind beyond the do not enter signs. She always put her children first. Her selflessness was beyond reproach. She will live on in our hearts, minds, thoughts, prayers, and laughs forever. Following her wishes, there will not be a funeral service. However, well-wishers are encouraged to write a note of farewell on a Budweiser can and drink it in her honor. And remember oh. to live life to the fullest and laugh, laugh, then laugh some more. All right, I Jan. love her. Making me Good want a Budweiser. You, Cheers to Jan. I'm drinking a beer right now, but it's not a Budweiser. Aww. I like Bud But heavy. I am toasting to Jan. Cheers to you, Jan. Cheers, of Evansville, Jan. Indiana. Nice. Anyway. All right. Well done. Yeah. All right. Well, that was Gak. There you go. There we are. God, I love Gak so much. We gossiped at the corpse cart. Yeah. <laughs> uh, bye. Mm, bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Wine and Crime. Our cover art is by Kali Yip. 
Music by Phil Young and Corey Wendell. Editing by Jonathan Camp. Check out our website and blog at wineandcrimepodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at wineandcrimepod. If you have questions, answers, or recommendations to share, email us at wineandcrimepodcast at gmail.com. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, basically wherever you get your podcasts. Most importantly, if you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It really is the best way to spread the word. If you'd like to show your support and get a shout out on air, visit our Patreon page to keep this podcast and the wine flowing. Cheers! Cheers!